So we're continuing this sermon series on Philippians with the basic premise that we all want and need to experience more joy in our lives. Uh, After the last year and a half, uh, we want to experience less stress, less fear, less division, and more joy from day to day. So Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, the book we call Philippians, is perhaps the best place for us to turn because it has been referred to over the years as the book of joy. Uh, It's a letter of encouragement and positive thinking. It's a letter that lifts our spirits and that keeps us moving ahead in life. Last weekend, I was away. Megan and I were in Atlanta to go to a a wedding of a family member. Um, My cousin's daughter, uh, Ann Mason Jackson, married a guy from Nashville, and so we went down there to, to be at the wedding, and the whole weekend for us was full of joy. On Friday night, we, uh, uh, we got to go to the Eric Church and George Strait concert out of Mercedes-Benz, two of my favorite country artists, one new, one that's been around for a long time. Getting to hear both of them in one setting was pretty, pretty awesome. And then on Saturday, we got to celebrate this joyous wedding where we had family on one side and lots of close friends uh, on the groom's side. And and that was a lot of fun uh, to celebrate that. But it caused me to think back to our own wedding about 12 and a half years ago that took place right here in the sanctuary. And to start thinking about all the things that have happened in life since that point. Good things, hard things, Children being born, becoming parents, moving houses, growing in our careers, losing friends to cancer and other illnesses. And it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that that Ann Mason, my cousin, was, you know, five years old growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, and and now she's a college graduate uh, from SMU. Not everybody can get into TCU, but SMU and... um, and now she's married, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how fast time goes by. The truth is, life presses forward whether we want it to or not. And life is full of, of change. Uh, it's full of, of new beginnings and new opportunities The book of Ecclesiastes reminds us of this reality. For everything there's a season. And a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. The question that I want to wrestle with this morning is how do we deal with change? And how do we press forward in life? I used to keep a little, uh, a little sign next to my keyboard at my computer at work that I don't know what happened to it, but it said change is inevitable, but growth is optional. And I would see those words all the time and I would think about them. In other words, change comes in life whether you want it to or not, but whether or not we choose to grow is always up to us. You know, there's many articles and books that have been written over the years about change Business change, family change, marriage change, uh, location change. There's all kinds of books you can find. There was one that I read that I always, uh, a couple of years ago, and I found it fascinating. This article gave lots of reasons why change is good for you. 
And this is some of what it said. It said, without change, things stay the same and ultimately they will stagnate and die. Most people are afraid of change because it forces them outside of their comfort zone. Without change, there is no adventure in life. It takes more energy and effort to resist change than it does to accept it. It's much easier to embrace change than to fight it. Since most will resist change, wise people, successful people will use this fact to their advantage. Change is learning, learning is growing, growing is living, so go and live. When you complain about change, the energy you're wasting will turn you into a curmudgeon. Do you wanna be that? Change is an opportunity. The status quo is boring and gets you nowhere. Change is exciting and forces you to move. Change can be very scary and uncomfortable, but only if you look at it that way. Fear of change is a feeling that you actually can change. It's okay to change your feelings. People resist change because it brings feelings of fear of the unknown. The unknown will be uncomfortable unless you shift your mindset. Change is a harbinger of possibilities. Everything in life must change. When we change, we adapt and we move forward, and when we don't, we move backwards. But, but here's the reality. Many of us struggle with change. We fear it. We don't like it. It, it brings us stress and anxiety that sometimes we, we wish we didn't have to deal with. We don't like the uncertainty of it. We don't like the unknown. Uh, we're afraid of what might lie ahead. Change involves loss and loss involves grief and, and grief is hard, especially if we don't deal with it. Yet, change is a constant in life. The love of God and the message of the gospel stays the same, but everything else changes. I'm not the same person that I was a year ago or five years ago, and neither are you. Everything that happens to us in life changes us, and we always have to make the decision, am I going to grow or am I going to dig in and push back? Am I going to seize the new opportunity or am I going to pass it by and, and then have regrets down the road? Some of you remember a book that was written by a, a lady named Bronnie Ware. She was a palliative care nurse and she spent many, many, many years with people who were on their deathbed and talking to them, listening to them, uh, counseling them. And so she wrote this book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. She came up with this list of the five largest regrets that people had at the end of their life when they were looking back. The first was, I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. Secondly, I wish I hadn't worked so much. Third, I, I wish I'd had the courage to express my honest feelings. Fourth, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends over the years. And fifth, I wish that I'd let my experience, let myself experience more happiness because happiness, it turns out, is a choice that you have to make. And so to that list, I would also add that many people might say, I wish I had embraced change more and looked at it as an opportunity and not as a threat. Now, when Paul was writing to the Philippians, I think that he was well aware that as human beings, we have this tendency to hold on to the past, to dwell in the past, to live in the past. And so he writes these words in chapter three, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on 
to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says, let those of us who are of the same mind, of a mature mind, live this way. So what do we take away from Philippians chapter 3, this text for today? The first takeaway that I have is this, and I mean this, we are all works in progress. The Christian journey is lifelong. Spiritual formation is ongoing. We don't master it. We don't get to a point where we say, I've got this figured out once and for all. We're always working on it. And there are going to be times in life when we're doing well and times when we're not. There are going to be times when we feel close to God and close to Christ and and then times when we don't. There are going to be times when we are handling our emotions well and then times when we, we aren't. And we say things or do things that we regret. The wisest people in life never stop learning and never stop growing. Beware, beware of people who pretend like they have all the answers and they've got everything figured out because they don't. Beware of people who pretend like they're right all the time because that's annoying. (laughs) Presbyterian minister Sinclair Ferguson wrote a great commentary on Philippians where he says this, the Christian life is not a brief sprint. It's a marathon race over a long course. And in it, there's much difficult terrain to be covered. There will be times when we lose heart. There will be times when we get frustrated. There will be times when we aren't sure if we're on the right track. We have to keep working at it. If you stop working at it, then that's a problem. If you stop working out and eating right, you're going to have physical problems. If you stop praying and studying scripture and spending quiet time, you're going to have spiritual problems. We are all works in progress and we have to keep trying. My second takeaway from Philippians 3 is that Paul says this, forget what lies behind. Forget what lies behind. You know, as a pastor, I'm always amazed at how the past holds people captive. How things that have happened in the past continue to both rule and ruin the present. The divorce from 10 years ago that we never accepted or came to terms with. The betrayal of a friend that we thought we could trust who turned on us or stabbed us in the back. The friend that we suddenly lost to COVID and we can't understand why. The hurt we carry because maybe our parents split up when we were young and we never really understood the reason and that's impacted our relationship with them forever. The child that that failed out of college because of drug or alcohol abuse. So many people do not work through their issues and they carry them on their shoulders for the rest of their lives. And it would be so much better if we could just learn to let things go and leave them in the past. But I know that sometimes that's easier said than done. Everybody has baggage. I call it invisible baggage because usually you don't know what it is. 
Everybody has hurt from their past or things in their family that they wish were different, but we've got to find a way to let these things go because they are unhealthy. There's an entire industry for this and it's been booming lately. It's called therapy. Counseling is healthy because what happens is if we don't deal with some of the things from our past, it holds us back and it ruins the future. Issues that are tied to our family of origin can ruin our marriage or our future family. People live with guilt and shame and regret and excessive amounts of that are not healthy. Paul's writing to the Philippians, forget what lies behind. You simply can't change the past. And sometimes we need to let it go so that we can move into a healthier present and a healthier future. But in order to forget it, we must first deal with it and not sweep it under the rug. Pain that is not transformed in life will be transferred to others, projected onto others. Sinclair Ferguson says this, we do not reach perfection in this life, yet we do not remain in spiritual infancy and immaturity throughout our lives. In fact, one of the signs of maturity, he says, is the developing ability to forget what is past. To live in the past is to hide from the reality of the present and the challenges of the future. Those that are mature in Christ will be characterized by a wholehearted pursuit of fellowship with him which looks to the future. Which brings me to my final takeaway from Philippians 3. Paul says, press on, press on, and embrace the future. Forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal. Now, we have to stop and remember that that, that Paul's life had drastically changed. He went from being Saul of Tarsus, who persecuted the church, to perhaps the greatest advocate of the gospel that there's ever been. He had an encounter with the risen Christ on the road to Damascus that changed his heart, changed his life forever. So if Paul can change, then I can only conclude that we too can change. And we can move into the future with a different mindset and a different focus. There's so much to be said about pressing forward in life. There's so much to be said about letting go of the past and embracing the the future. Uh, Farrell and I talk when it comes to pastoral care about so much of pastoral care is just listening and encouraging. Listening and encouraging. Keep going. Keep doing it. You're doing okay. You're moving forward. It's going to be okay. Don't always have the magic answers. Paul was the great encourager for doing this through Christ, with Christ's help. And in the face of adversity, in the face of pain, in the face of hardship, he says, press on, keep going, don't let up, don't give up, press on, don't stop. Life's not easy, life's not fair. It throws us all kinds of curveballs and surprises, but we've got to keep moving forward in life to new things and greater things. And if we ask God for help, and if we trust that God will be there to give us that help, then we're gonna be fine. 
no matter what we face. Amen.